0: On well, in this podcast, we're going to be discussing deprogramming how it works. Now, like I always state, these, these podcasts are just my opinions, my beliefs, my understandings, my reality, what I have discovered over the 36 years. Uh, I know people are going to say I'm bashing Alcoholics Anonymous, but after being in Alcoholics Anonymous for 36 years, I have the right... And I think it's my responsibility to tell the public some things that I found out about it. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. So let me start out by saying I'm going to use a lot of different words in here like indoctrination, deprogramming, ambivalence. You know, that's a conflicting beliefs, feelings and having attitudes of both negative and positive. And uh, I like the listeners to look up cognitive dissonance. That's all. That's a uh, kind of a conflicting belief too, that we have, and that indoctrination. When I say indoctrination, it's indoctrination is the process of teaching a person or a group to accept the set of beliefs uncritically. That's without criticizing it. You know, and I know in Alcoholics Anonymous, if you say anybody anything uh, against uh, the the society which I'm not talking about the people. I love the people in in all the different programs. I love the people in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm talking about the society, uh, the creation of the society 85 years ago. So um, here we go. So how it works, you know, it states, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover. So right there they say recover. You know, I'm going to be talking about the word recover, recovering, recovery. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. So first of all, I know throughout the years, I, I know for a fact that A lot of people don't give themselves to this program completely you know i I know it for a fact matter of fact you know i know i hear and i tell you that that there's millions of people today you know that does not follow this path and continues to stay sober matter of fact they're recovered you know uh in one of my other podcasts i'm going to label you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna label the title no labels because you know they like to use a lot of labels alcoholic over and over again. They'll use the word alcoholic. And matter of fact, they'll go with the uh, real alcoholics. You know, they say that uh, in more about alcoholism over and over again. Real alcoholics, and they'll use the word disease concept of alcoholism. And, um, and they'll say that there's only one cure and that's to go to Alcoholics Anonymous for the rest of your life and work these steps and maintain this for the rest of your life. I found out that that's, that's, that's a myth. That's not true. That's not real. Uh, I've discovered there's millions of people that, uh, recovered from addictions without 12 steps without God without even programs you know and uh, so th- I, 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 those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves over to this program usually men and women here, here's, here's what I kicker for me usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves they are such unfortunates they are not at fault. They seem to be have born this way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Now here, here, here they go. They're, they're saying I'm below this. Their chances are less than average. So if I'm not capable of getting this program and completely uh, completely give myself to this simple program then they'll label me unconstitutionally incapable. But then, you know, my chances are less than average. But those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, many of them do recover. Now, they keep on saying recover, okay? Those who do not recover, uh, many of them do recover. They have the capacity, to be honest. If you suffer grave emotional mental disorders, you have the capacity to, to get this program, but maybe someone that's a little defiant, like myself, always been a little rebellious, you know, always been, I don't have a shot, but, you know, I, I proved it wrong from the very beginning that I do have a shot and I don't have to follow this program exactly the way it's written. And uh, I, I learned that years and years 30 something years ago that i didn't have to but i stayed in and maintained and did everything they asked me to but i researched everything and found out (laughs) what was true for me you know uh you know as as some of these we balked we thought we could find an easier softer way but we could not you know actually there is a lot of different programs that are they they are easier and softer i think you know uh, tried to hold on to their old ideas and the result was new and let go absolutely you know my old ideas yeah I I do have to change my belief system and I have to continue changing my belief system you know that's what this deprogramming is all about I have to deprogram myself from my irrational beliefs and and, and try to get some good rational beliefs so I evolved and everybody evolves and they should deprogram themselves from things that they, they've learned that, that's not true, you know. Um, half measures avail us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care of complete abandon. His protection. Mm-hmm. It says right here, uh, without help it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power, and that one is God. May you find him now. You know, he, I mean, when I got to that, that's the third step. And when I got to the third step, I mean, everything started to change. I started to question because I knew I was in the Catholic church system society for years, you know, and I knew what priests were. I knew what amends were. I knew what confession was. I knew what the, the Bible, the 12, uh, 10 commandments were, uh, i i knew all about all that stuff so when i seen it right from the beginning i thought it was religious you know and i thought that the step meetings and the big book meetings were kind of the religious part of the program and i was right even though i kept on denying myself being right you know uh so i'm just gonna you know like the first two steps i admitted we were powerless over alcohol I did that long before I even came into Alcoholics Anonymous. So I completed that first step. Came to believe that a power greater than myself. You know, when I asked for help, I said yes for help. I asked for help. That was admitting that, you know, something greater than me. You know, two is greater than one. So that told me that I was part of this power. The one is part of two. One is part of one, one and one is two. So I was part of this power. And uh, so one and two was a piece of cake but everyone knows step three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him you know this program is very dogmatic I believe it's religious and um, it's written uh, uh, you know 85 years ago you know maybe 85 years ago you know I might have bought all this stuff but today and back then I kept on questioning and more was always revealed to me you know so uh i'm just going to leave it at that so just remember indoctrination deprogramming ambivalence and cognitive dissidence you know that's uh that's where i was in the beginning and that that was all good thing so it allowed me to question think observe and become aware and spiritual awakening happened to me way before I even came in, well, not way before, but before I came into Alcoholics Anonymous. So I'm going to sign off and we'll see you in the next podcast. Be safe, healthy, and stay sober, my friends.